Wildcat fans, and welcome to our Facebook Live interview with Weber State legend Jamie Martin. I'm Paul Grew, Director of Athletic Communications. Steve Klocki, our radio broadcaster, play-by-play uh, -play voice, is with us as well. And pleased today to be joined by Jamie Martin, Wildcat legendary quarterback, All-American Hall of Famer. We're going get, to yeah, get to know Jamie and, and hear a little bit about what he's been doing and uh, what his, uh, his memories of Weber State are. Jamie, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate being here, guys. Thank you. And I, one of my memories, I'm looking at your background right here, and I'm just getting goosebumps. Like it brings me back that view of that stadium and that awesome, that awesome sunset back there makes me miss it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let me give you just a little background of Jamie Martin in case you don't know. He's a native of Arroyo Grande, California, and played quarterback for the Wildcats from 1989 to 92. And he is the all-time leader in total offense. 12,287 yards and 93 touchdowns, and second in all-time passing. He holds the Weber State single record with 624 yards passing in the game. He's a two-time All-American, and he won the Big Sky MVP. And then in 1991 was the Walter Payton Trophy winner as the top player in the country, the only Wildcat to win that award. And then he played for the in the NFL for 14 seasons with several different teams and also one season in NFL Europe. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame at Weber State, and in 2015, his number 10 jersey was retired here at Stewart Stadium, and he, the first athlete of any sport to, to have a jersey retired at Weber State. And Jamie now is living in, in the St. Louis area with his family. So, Jamie, uh, that's quite, a, quite an introduction, but you are a legend here at Weber State. Uh, it's so great to, to get to talk with you again today, and you mentioned about the stadium, but when you think about your, your time here and your playing days, what first comes to mind? just so many things and like I said it just it all it comes back when I see the views and the and the lights and the and the stadium and the uh, it, it just the people that the people that I got a fortunate opportunity to work with and all the all the great coaches and players and when you mentioned the jersey retirement thing I um I immediately go to you know memories of all the all the great teammates I had that, that made that happen and our years of success there you know on the field and just a, just a great time of life, and I'm so appreciative of my opportunity to be there at Weber. Other than I-15, what took you from Southern or from California to Weber State? What got you there? Well, Mike Price was the head coach at the time. Um, some of you remember that name. Um, he recruited me. He was uh, – I was kind of uh, – I had Pac-10 schools recruiting me. Um, I was kind of second on their lists, and the, the way the dominoes fell, I was kind of left out you know, after signing day and Mike Price came in and said, Hey, I got a scholarship for you. Take it when you want, you know, go visit wherever you want, go think about it, go, go to other schools and uh, check them out. And it's always here for you if you want it. And I, I loved his approach His, you know, he wasn't a car salesman. He was, uh, he believed in me and he said, Hey, we, we, we know, you know, this didn't work out for you at other places and we want you to come here and be the best quarterback we've ever had here. And I, and I loved his approach and his, his coaching staff too. If you remember at the time, when I, when I signed here in, or there in 90 or no, it was 1988, um, Mike Zimmer, you know, the Vikings head coach, he's, mm -hmm. he's there. Bob Petrino, who's been in the NFL and various colleges was there. Dave Arslanian, I could name a few more, but I mean, my point is it was an awesome place to be. Great coaches. Um, and when I, when I came to visit the campus, I fell in love. Coming from California, there was a little snow in the air and the mountains, and I just I fell in love with the place, and I'm, I'm happy I chose to go there. So you got recruited by Coach Price, and you mentioned that great staff that he had. 
but then he ends up leaving, right? And you ended up not even playing for him. And Coach Arslanian takes over as, as the head coach for your, your time uh, as quarterback. And he was the offensive coordinator before, of course. What do you remember from him? I know you're still in touch with him. I talked to him the other day and said you're still in touch with him. But what did you learn most from Coach Arslanian? I talked to him as well. He's, you know, at the time, you know, of course, I was disappointed because Coach Price was the one who recruited me. He took off for Washington State. Um, didn't know what to expect, you know, and, and here comes Coach Arslanian, who is a great offensive mind and, uh, and you know, playing for him. And as, as years have gone by, and especially now as, a, as an older person and, you know, with all of my life experience, you come to realize what a great guy he is, what a great mentor he was and how much he cared about players and um, the passion he put into the game and, and, and just what great things he did. And, and I'll even go further after I left Weber State a couple years after. I don't know that the program had the administration support that it does now. I don't know if it was financial. I don't know the specifics of it, but they were trying to drop the football program and, and Dave was the one who saved it, you know, and the, we wouldn't be here where we are right now with this beautiful stadium in the background, you know, without Dave Arslanian. So playing for him was a blessing in disguise at the time when I was, you know, I was distraught that Mike Price was leaving and we all were. And, but Dave came in and, and showed leadership like, like he does and showed his character and his great offensive mind and his great recruiting ability. He brought some players in there that you can go up and down the list. And yeah, he, he did some good things and, and I'll, it was a blessing in disguise, and I'll always love Dave Arslanian. You have to wonder, especially in this day and age, with the rules that tend to favor the offenses and what we see today in college football as well as the NFL, uh, what kind of success, even greater success, maybe that offense might have had today? Yeah, I don't know. I, there's, there was games where we never punted and you know, scored <laughs> touchdown every season. I don't know how much more success we could yeah, have. True, true. <laughs> but we, yeah, it was definitely a fun time, and we had some great players, and and um, some great teams that, you know, I always, I always joke about. Um, I wish I wish the people there in that area would have appreciated it more. I, I don't know what they were, you know. I look back even to when, um, you know, Damian Lillard's time at, at Weaver, you know, the basketball program, and you know, before that even they had great teams and won NCAA games. And I'd go to games when I was there, and you know, you know, there's two, three, four thousand people at the games, and I'm, I'm like, man, do you guys appreciate what you have here in, in, in Ogden? And, and, you know, that was always my thing when I was there. I was like, I wish people would appreciate this more because it's such a great place, and it, it's such, they're putting such a great product on the field, and the coaches, and the, and the support staff, and the player. You know, it's just, it's a great place. That's my message to people. It's, it, it's a great place. You know, it's interesting back in those days, and Paul, you'll remember this too, that uh, uh, Coach Arslanian had quite the Canadian pipeline. Uh, Jeff Mitchell is the one that stands out more than any other, but uh, that had to be fun uh, being out there teaching them that there's four downs here and not three, and, and uh, you can't move forward before the ball snap. <laughs> I didn't teach them anything. They were teaching me a few things. They're, the Canadian guys that came down, they were more, they were more advanced. They came from these hockey leagues you know these mm -hmm. were, and they've been on the road traveling playing junior hockey their whole lives and so they had a thing or two to teach us, <laughs> us uh, <laughs> high school people kids coming out of high school but yeah they were they were great there were some great players um Bruce Coverton yeah who was our left tackle who was the first pick in the CFL draft um Tom Stackeruck um Rob Hitchcock, uh, Trevor Shaw. I don't know if these names ring a bell with yeah. you. Great players that, that that I'll never forget and that that did great things for us. 
is there a game or two that stands out as your favorite memories of games? Uh, there's a few. There's a few. I, I, there, there's, there's a game where we scored 63 points and, you know, we were down 14 at, with a minute left and came back and, and ended up scoring 63 and winning on a last second touchdown against Eastern Washington. Um, there was a lot of games, uh, but specifically, like I said, the thing that re that I remember is the people. And, you know, when I was a, a 20 year old kid or an 18 year old kid, when I first got there, I, you know, those are the things that I didn't really, you know, you don't think about much, but as you progress and, and look back at your time, it's the, the people that I, that I remember, all the teammates I had and all the coaches. Um, we did have some great games though. We had some fun games. You know, we went to Air Force and put up a bunch of points my junior year. Um, we had some great games with Montana and Boise State. Uh, comeback win against Boise State um, my junior year. Um, a lot of good games, a lot of good games, but it's it's the it's a culmination of all the people and all the players we got to work with. It, it we all enjoyed it together. What are your thoughts about the uh, uh, the football program as it stands now under Jay Hill? Uh, two straight trips to the quarterfinals, a, a trip to the semifinals last year. You know, if you know, the, probably the best stretch of football since you played, as far as Weber State is concerned. Oh, best stretch ever! Like way better than what we what we ever did as as far as uh, wins on the field and and accomplishments. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's fun to watch from a distance too, and and be proud of the program and. I had a chance to, you know, the Jersey retirement ceremony was, was that year. I, I believe they were, uh, I think they were 0 and 10, you know, it was, it was his first year there and they were kind of on a, a long losing skid, um, whatever the, whatever the number was, I don't remember, but I remember going to practice the day before the game on a, on a Friday, I think it was a Friday afternoon um, and watching him and his staff and the, and the way he, went about things and I don't know their record was bad and but I said this is a good coach like this he this guy is he knows what he's doing he's doing it the right way and sure enough he's he's turned that thing around and got some good players and and he he's he's the best thing that you know could have happened to Weaver at the time it did. Take us back through that 91 season where you win the Walter Payton award um as the top player in the country. I mean, that, that's based, the Heisman, really, the Heisman Trophy of, of, at the time, 1AA football. It's a prestigious award. Uh, throughout that season, were you building toward that? Did you think that was even a possibility? And, and what was it like when you found out you won? It was pretty cool. And, and like I said, it was, um, obviously, it was really cool. It was quite an honor, and I'm very grateful for it. Uh, but it's kind of a culmination of our success as an offense and as a team um, that whole season. I mean, we had a great year, um, lost a couple close games or we could have, you know, we, I think it was, I don't remember exactly, but we could have been like a 10 and one team um, that year headed into the playoffs, um, had a tough comeback at, at Nevada, Reno, where we gave up a huge lead at the end of the game. And I still don't know what happened with that. We, I think we were up 35 with, you know, in the fourth quarter and ended up losing that game. Um, and another tough loss in the last minute at, at Montana. Otherwise, it, it was a pretty awesome year. Um, and I just remember that we built off it every week and we got better and it, we played with a lot of confidence and uh, just had some great, some great players. Um, Alfred Papunu, mm -hmm. our tight end, like I mentioned before, Bruce Coverman in our left tackle. 
bunch of great, and our defense got a lot of flack that year because I think our offense averaged about 45 a game and our defense gave up 44. I think that were final numbers, but, but our defense had some great players and they made some, they made some plays to win games for us. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I remember is just thrilling game after thrilling game. Um, high scoring, uh, last minute wins and a couple tough losses there that kind of, kind of cost us the season. You know, so after you after you finish your career at Weber, uh, you go on to the NFL. Um, what was it like being, you know, how much were you looked at as, as an NFL, as a draft? You weren't drafted, but you, you signed on with the Rams as the first team. And um, 14 seasons, right, in the NFL. Yeah, played, a, played about 14, 15. Um, it was a great – it was a great uh, – opportunity it was a great um I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity there's a lot of great players that don't get the chance to do what I did um but I earned it I earned it every year um the thing about once you get to the NFL it's a it's a cutthroat competitive um high stress job and it's uh high performance I used to I had a coach that that's what he would call it. It's a high performance business. If you don't, uh, what have you done for me lately? If you don't perform in the meeting room, in the classroom, and the on the practice field, in the game, um, day after day, you know you're not going to last for long. So um, I was disappointed in not getting drafted, but it it was kind of a kind of like coming out of high school. I was disappointed not being able to go play at USC like I might have wanted to. But in the end, I had a great situation, you know, where I signed in Los Angeles with the Rams. Um, just like coming out of high school, I had a great situation with Weaver. It worked out, and uh, I was fortunate to be able to to be able to do it as long as I did. You mentioned uh, how it, the NFL it, it can be a cutthroat business. At what point did it hit you that uh, after all these years of playing football for fun, that it was a business? It is pretty quick. You know, it hits pretty quick after the initial. I remember my first minicamp. I go to Los Angeles and I was on the team with, uh, you know, Jim Everett was the quarterback. This is before they moved to St. Louis the first time. Um, I, I get in the huddle there in my first minicamp and Jackie Slater is our, you know, is in the huddle and Flipper Anderson and Henry Ellard. And, and it's just, it's like, wow, that's when it kind of hits you. Like I gotta, you gotta get over this real quick and start doing your job and, and not quit being in awe of everything or you're not going to last very long. Um, but yeah, it, it hits pretty quick. It's it's people always ask about how awesome it was, and it was awesome. But it's a grind every day, and it's 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 business. It's serious business, and it's high performance. You gotta you gotta perform in whatever you're doing. You're being evaluated every day. There's not a scholarship that's gonna last a year or four years. It's like yep, we'll move on to the next guy. You know, pretty quickly. So it's it, it was a great thing, um, obviously. You know, and when I got a chance to play in games and start games and you know I've thrown touchdowns and won games and it, it, there's nothing better you know and nothing better than doing it at that high level. What was that experience like playing in NFL Europe for the Amsterdam Admirals? It was pretty cool man it, it was like uh, it was after my third year and after my second year um, and I hadn't got a chance to be on the field yet and so we just had a coaching change Rich Brooks became our head coach in Los Angeles um, and he asked me if I wanted to go over and do that just kind of in the spring to get some experience and said, yeah, no doubt. Um, I ended up playing with one of our um, former big sky quarterbacks uh, from Montana, Brad Lebo. He was one of the other quarterbacks there with me and I knew him a little bit from college and we had a good time. Um, had some good stuff on the field. Unfortunately, I got hurt 
the last game of the year. We, we qualified for the World Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got hurt the game before that and got sent back to St. Louis – or actually Los Angeles. They were in the process of moving to St. Louis, uh, the Rams were. Um, missed that first season in St. Louis. I broke my collarbone over in, over in London playing in the World League. Um, so it kind of set me back a little bit in the NFL. And, but it, it, it was fun. I, I'm a guy who – I've been around a lot of cities, a lot of – all over the country – Europe, I mean, I, I cherish every moment to play in a different situation, learn from different coaches, be with different teammates, and just have an opportunity to play football. It's, it's been awesome. Got to ask you, though, do you have any Admiral swag left? I do. I wish I'm looking around. We're in the process of moving right now. I do have my jersey. It's pretty – so funny story about that. I'm not a good storyteller, but – so we get this – the our Amsterdam jersey, it's kind of like a – a knockoff on soccer jerseys you know Mm -hmm. all kinds of colors and weird things and so we go out our first game we're playing the Barcelona Dragons and and we go out on the field and we both got the identical jerseys on (laughs) and we're just everybody's just like you know did they not think about it this isn't soccer you know we got to be able to differentiate between the two teams there um same color pants same color jerseys with different patterns I think our helmets were a different color was the only yeah, that was that was one of the weird moments that a very European moment where they didn't quite understand the football versus soccer differentiation. But the do you have a jersey for all the uh, seven teams you played with in the NFL? I do, I do. I've got them all up in my basement. Um, I wish I could flash a camera around. <laughs> in the process of moving, but I did. Luckily enough, I did get it. I get get to keep most of them when I played for the Redskins. Actually, my last game there, I knew I wouldn't be there the next year. I wouldn't be signing back. And I remember my last game, I took off the jersey and threw it in my bag and went and get, went to get in the shower, like my bag, my personal bag, because I'm going to keep this jersey. I'm gonna get... <laughs> and I go take a shower and I come back and one of the equipment guys have got my bag and snatched it back. And then, oh. you know, Can I keep my jersey? <laughs> so I had to, I had to go through the proper channels and get my jersey. But, yeah, I managed to get away with a jersey from every team. Okay. So, how, I mean, you mentioned about, you know, if you're not performing, you're not sticking around, you're not going to play very long. But you managed to play 14 years in the NFL, which is really unheard of. I mean, that's very rare to play that long in the NFL. How did you manage to do it that long? Yeah, yeah, it's something I'm proud of. It just, you know, people, a lot of people, you know, all you see is what's on Sundays and you turn on the TV. But – there's a lot that goes on beyond that. And just to be able to, to last through different teams and different head coaches and different management managements on different teams and, and, and all that you put up with, with, you know, drafting quarterbacks behind you and competing and, you know, beating those guys out or not, you know, it, it, I'm, it's one of the things I'm most proud of that most people don't quite get, you know, they see what happens on Sundays and there was a lot of good moments for me on Sunday too. But it's all those behind the scenes. Anybody that lasts that long in the league, it's it's something to something to be said about that. Now, when all that uh, does come to an end, uh, what point you you stand around and think, okay, now what's next? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. The best advice I got, and a lot of advice, the majority of advice I got from guys like I don't know Paul Hackett. You remember that name? Mm-hmm, sure. He was one guy that sticks with me, and there was other guys too, but. It, the old time guys that have been around the league forever, they, all they told me was you do this until you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You do this until they kick you out. Like, cause you'll never get it back. 
um, so when I was um, finally done and, you know, didn't have a team to sign with and I just kind of, I said, when that moment came, I'd take a step back and just take a deep breath and just do nothing for a while. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a, it's such a grind and such a high performance thing. And I just, you know, to go along with our situation, we moved, you know, we weren't in the same city for 15 years. You know, we were moving around the country. We were in New York, we were in New Orleans, we were in San Francisco, we were in Cleveland, Jacksonville, St. Louis, you know, and with a young family that kind of got to be a bit much. So we just kind of, we just kind of said, we're just going to do nothing for a while. We're going to sit, enjoy our, enjoy a year or two or, and just unwind. So with that being said, I got involved in high school sports, high school football. Um, my, my eyes keep wandering down to the sunset here from, <laughs> I'm, away from you guys. I'm distracted by the sunset. Okay. No. So I, I coached um, high school football for about 10 years. Um, was able to coach my kids, you know, in their youth, youth football in their middle school and then involved in our local high school as an offensive coordinator. And again, that was a, that was such a fun thing to be involved in the game and, um, and be around football, you know, football's football, wherever, if it's in the NFL, high school, college, high, whatever it is, it's, it's the, the best game in the world and the things you get to be around and the people, it was, it was a blessing to be able to do that for 10 years. Did um, you make sure you threw it a lot as a coach? Did they throw it a lot? We tried. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've learned too very early is you're only, you can only throw it as much as your offense blind lets you. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you've got to, you got to build that offense blind and you do what you do at your, um, you do at your, your team lets you, you do, you cater to your strengths of your team and, you know, do, do what you can do. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And, and learning the high school game also stepping back and learning the different things they do at that level and the things you can do there that you couldn't do in the NFL or the things you could do in the NFL that you can't do in high school. It was a, it was a good lesson. And uh, it was a great, it was a great time being around kids. And I got to coach my son. Mm -hmm. told you told us before we went started the interview that uh, now you've been involved a couple of years in the restaurant business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's something I got involved with. Um, something I've always kind of wanted to been curious about and wanted to try. And we had a place near where we live um, come up for sale, and we'd give it a shot. It was, it was a good project. We're not we're not getting any younger. Um, it's been. Um, been a, a fun thing and it and it I relate it to football too it's kind of a when you're managing a football team you got your offense your defense and your special teams restaurants got a lot of moving parts <laughs> and you're managing your your kitchen your servers front of the house your bar you know you're kind of coordinating coordinating everything to come together and uh, be successful unfortunately we have a global pandemic going on which doesn't help mm -hmm. restaurants no so. it doesn't <laughs> it was what a, kind of food that was it's kind of a step back. It's a, it's a fun little um, St. Louis restaurant, a lot of local food mm -hmm. um, little uh, with a St. Louis flair. Uh, we do live music, which has kind of sustained us through this Corona thing outside live music. So yeah, good neighborhood, neighborhood restaurant bar. Um, um, what's the toasted raviolis? You're St. Louis. You, yeah, I've you know, been there. I've had yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. St. Uh, toasted raviolis, pork steaks. Those are kind of our local things. And then, uh, a lot of staples like, you know, wings, burgers, bar food, pizza, you know, St. Louis thin crust pizza. For those of you, for, for those of you who are following us tonight, uh, give us the name so people know where to go. Yeah, it's called Circa 
Pub and Grill, and that's in De Pere, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis. Fun little place, and it's been a fun project, and um, it's it's been a uh, it's been another interesting adventure that we've been involved with. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, best of luck for that. And I know you came to the, uh, we were out there for the NCAA tournament with the Ben's basketball team uh, about four years ago, and you were there cheering on the Wildcats for that too. Yeah, I love my time in, my time at Weber um, playing football and going to school. Um, my second favorite thing besides football was going to basketball games. I love, I love that D event center. I love the, the environment. We had great teams at that time. I mean, it was just a fun, it was a fun thing. I think, um, I can't remember our head coach was um, Denny Houston. Denny Houston and then Ronna Beglin, yeah. Yeah, and then Ronna Beglin got hired maybe my junior, senior year, mm -hmm. uh, somewhere around there. Had some good teams, just a fun, fun. Like I said, I'm going to get back on my kick. Like I could not believe that there wasn't more people there supporting, and I wish everyone would appreciate what they have there. You know, that basketball program is second to none. Um, the football program also now has picked it up a notch and uh, got to that next level. So I just, I just would love to see more people out there supporting that, that, that athletic program. Well, thank you. Thank you for putting that plug in to Wildcat Nation. Absolutely. And the city of Ogden here. So Jamie, I appreciate it so much. I, I see your balls there behind you. You got a couple footballs there. Uh, I'm curious, where's the Walter Payton trophy? Do you have that up there somewhere? Like we're in the process of moving. Like I said, it's probably in a box somewhere. I should have, should have <laughs> okay. it tonight and set it next to me here. <laughs> We've got one here too that we have uh, in the new building here at the at the football stadium. So we're, nice. we're displaying ours too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Any yeah. Other cool. Any other cool memorabilia you have from the NFL or anywhere? Um, nothing here. Like I said, just a few things. So this is the coolest. Uh, Trying to see if you can see the ball up there. So those are my three kids. One of them's from Jacksonville when my oldest was born, and I didn't even know this was a thing. You know, he, we we had Jack, um, and the next day the equipment manager hands me a game ball. He has his birthday in Jacksonville, and and then we got the other two are from St. Louis with the Rams when my other two were born. So it's kind of a game ball for has their birthday on it and the and the uh, their height and weight. So <laughs> nine pounds. Uh, I should know this. Nine pounds, 13 <laughs> ounces, and, and the birthday. That's so really cool. kind of a cool That's little awesome. thing. It's one of the one of the cool keepsakes. That's a great well, tradition. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, and neither did I until I became a dad. I hadn't heard a lot of things until I became a dad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Jamie, you know, it's homecoming week, and it's a strange homecoming week, obviously, with no football game, you know, here at, uh, at Weber State, but we still wanted to celebrate, and and we thought we'd reach out and talk with you as, uh, as a legend and one of the best to ever play at Weber State. And so I surely appreciate your time. It's great to hear what you're up to there in St. Louis area. And uh, keep in touch. It's just great to hear from you. Thanks again. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hopefully I can get back soon. I haven't been back often, maybe once every couple of years to a game. But hopefully I can get back soon. I was looking forward to coming back this year and watching another, uh, another playoff game, hopefully. But didn't work out. Now, you came out to a playoff game, didn't you, a few years ago? I did. We who was it we played? Um, I think they actually it's the one they lost. I was bad luck that game. Maine. Um, that was Maine. Yeah. Yep, it was Maine. Yep, it was the Maine game. It was a bummer. Yeah, I mean, but regardless, I mean, to to advance as far as they have in the play to make the playoffs is not an easy thing. You know, it's one or two Big Sky teams. It seems like now maybe I think they maybe expanded the field. Maybe it's two or three. 
Um, but it's still a great feat to even make the playoffs and to be as competitive as they have been and to be expected to kind of be competing for that national championship game every year is pretty awesome and it's, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, kind of cool to be having uh, a Friday night game on national television on ESPN for Weber State. And whenever I can put it on in my restaurant, mm-hmm. that's a bonus. Yep, that's <laughs> what we did last year. We put it on in my restaurant and yeah, it, it who do they play? Um, was it Montana? Did they play Montana? In the Montana playoffs? and James Madison. Yep. We put the Montana game on. It was a, yep. It was a good night. Well, thanks again. Thanks for your support of the Wildcats and uh, best of luck to you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Good, right, good luck on the move. All right. Jamie yep. Martin, Wildcat legend. <laughs>